Holly G with the Golf Insiders with Mr. Boston Bruins himself, Jeff Babineau from the Morning Read. Babs, first of all, you lost a tough one last night. Yeah, we did. We, we missed our starting goalie, but it's going to be a great series. Lightning are good, so I'm looking forward to it. I know, kind of fun to uh, have a Florida team playing uh, – one of, one of the best hockey teams uh, that's certainly one of my favorites, and I know one of yours. DJ, looking, making, making TPC Boston look like an executive course, Babs. It's not that easy. Yeah. No, it's really not. I was watching it. Now, they didn't get much wind, and the greens were holding nicely, so that was a nice combo, but... He was so on. I mean, I thought I saw Stad. He might have missed one green on the weekend, and he was. It was crazy. I mean, there's a few guys if they get in that zone, you know, Dustin, or Rory, you know, Tiger back in his day, and they can really separate. And uh, he he put it all together and just steamrolled those guys. Yeah, there was you know an, another tournament inside the tournament. Um, I guess that is is that tie. PGA record minus 30. I think it was one off the all time record in relation to par. Um, you know, Harris English kind of was kind of rushing in the rain and the dark and took him four strokes to get in from the edge of the 18th green. It's par five. Or, you know, if he gets, if he gets up and down there, two putts for birdie, he would have shot 21 under, which would, would have been one off the all time record at TPC Boston. And wow. he, here's a guy who loses by 11. So, I mean, that tells you. I mean, Daniel Berger's highest score of the week, I think, was 67. And he gets boat raced, too. So Yeah, you look you know, at he, these he, scores. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Scotty Scheffler. Yeah. 59. He's now in a very uh, illustrious fraternity. For sure, that yeah. That kid's got some game. Yeah, he's got a lot of game. You know, he's... He played in the last group at the PGA. People forget that, but it was yep. Dustin and, and Scotty Scheffler there. And they're back together on Saturday at uh, TPC Boston. And um, Yeah, nice player. I mean, and, and he's been coming a long time. You know, he, he's a U.S. junior winner. He was a big stud at Texas coming out. He led the, the Corn Ferry Tour. So, I mean, he's checked all the boxes on the way up. So, you know, no reason to think this guy isn't going to be around for a long, long time. Well, even though all the attention was on Dustin Johnson, and yeah, my goodness, what a clinic, as we like to say. But um, yeah, the likes of uh, Kevin Kisner uh, playing well, John Rahm, Webb yeah. Simpson, who we know are very high up in the in the standings, so uh, they they notched a, a few more points for themselves. And Ryan Palmer, yeah. there's a guy playing well. He is playing well. He just kind of creeps up that leaderboard every week. So, you know, a guy like Kisner, he moved to, what did he move to, 15th in the standing, somewhere in there? Uh, yeah, up 17 positions. Yeah, so he was he was smart last week. He said, hey, I want to take care of the tour championship this week, not go to, uh, he went from 40th to 23rd, is that right? Yep. Um Huge the Northern move. Trust. Yeah, so you know, those guys are trying to work their way to the East Lake, and uh, that was a good week. Scotty Scheffler made a big move. It's a good last week was big, and that 
And that way, you know, you think of the old days, we had three playoff events leading into the tour championship. Now we just have the two. So, you know, a big week in either of the two stops before East Lake can get you to East Lake, and that's huge. Yeah, we went from uh, 125 to 70. Right. Uh, Webb Simpson, a WD, we learned today, going home to rest up, he said. He's played four in a row. What do you think about that move? Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, you know, hey, look, we're watching playoffs and other sports going on, and you can't skip a playoff series, right? So I think the tour has never really closed that gap, but, but to Webb's uh, point, he's played so well. He's third in the standings. Even a great week doesn't change his position all that much. I, I'm pretty sure he's going to get the, it'll, you know, unless a couple guys come up and pass him three, he's going to be in that one of those top five spots at East Lake, which is key. And uh, so he already takes a week off because this week really doesn't do any outside of maybe winning. That would be nice, but it, otherwise it doesn't do a whole lot for him. Um, you know, when we get down to the playoffs, it's always fun because there are guys scrapping their way to make it, you know, to the next stage. And uh, we had a, a little bit of that coming down right to the wire on 18. It's a fun hole because there's chances for Eagles. And uh, we had a couple of guys just make it in. Yeah, right. Jason Kokrak, he was first. He made Eagle to get himself in. My favorite uh, and, name in then, golf. Then, yeah, then our old uh, Orlando buddy, Charles Howell III, he was outside looking in. He makes a three on 18. He's in. He got in at the uh, 69th spot. And Louis Eustazen had to, you know, that was a late drama when they came back from the rain delay. Louis Eustazen had to make birdie to move on to Chicago, and he did. So, you know, hit, hit the green in two, two nice putts, and uh, you're on to Chicago where there's only 70 players, and, Guaranteed money, no cut, and uh, you can really make a move this week. All right, well, let's talk about this week. Uh, first of all, we've had some fun golf Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday as Phil missed the cut and is out of the playoffs and went and played a Champions Tour event, his first one, and he wins. Yeah. Nice timing. I missed the cut on Friday. He's able to tee it up in a new tournament on Monday on a different tour. So pretty nice timing for Phil. I'm sure he's disappointed in Boston. But, um, hey, he steps right out there. And I always think, you know, when those guys go out there, Rich Beam made his debut last week. When you're 50 and you're the young guy and you're supposed to be beating these other guys, there's a lot of pressure on you. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty good to feel that he stepped right out, shot 61 out of the gate, and led that thing wire to wire. So, you know, great start for Phil. It's going to give him some confidence. You know, we still have the U.S. Open around the corner. He's in for that at Wingfoot, where he's got a little score to settle. And, uh, you know, anytime you win, it's great. It's good for the confidence. Do you think he'll play any more events between now and uh, the Open? Um, I don't know if he'll play. Uh, I don't know where Safeway falls. That's before the open. He's got to play Safeway in California. That'll be a good tune-up. Um, yeah, I don't know how much he really plans to play. I didn't see his quotes. Yet. I don't know how much he really plans to play the Champions Tour. You know, his attitude toward it earlier was, I, I've got the length. I mean, he was averaging like 315 yards out there. I mean, he's got the length to stay on the regular tour. And I know that's where his juices kind of get going, trying Absolutely. to, you know, buck heads with these young guys. But, uh, 
but it's awfully nice when you can step right out there and get yourself a trophy, isn't it? Absolutely, uh, and a and a nice little paycheck too. Uh, yeah. It, it was uh, you know great to see Phil out there. At one point, looked like he might be uh, steamrolling like DJ. I think I tuned in just as things were getting going, and he was six shots ahead. But um, you know, good good finish. And um, hey, the guys behind him didn't exactly fold their tents, but Phil just uh, you know played straight out great golf. Yeah. So let's talk about yeah. Olympia Fields. Okay. Chicago in the Windy City. Tell us, tell me a little, our listeners, about this golf course and, you know, who's it going to favor? Yeah, I mean, good, good golf, really nice golf course, traditional course uh, up there outside Chicago. Um, Tough. It's going to play more like an open, U.S. Open, right? Probably. Well. Or no? I mean, it could. I haven't seen much on the reports of what the rough's looking like. I know they were out there today playing. Um you know, Jim Furyk won the U.S. Open there, and that was, you know, that was set up a little differently than probably what we'll see this week. But uh, I think it's a good place. It's got to have good vibes for Bryson. I mean, he, Bryson DeChambeau won his U.S. Amateur there. Uh, I guess it was five years ago. That kind of got him really rolling nicely. Uh, and I remember I just he was he was long then, and I can't imagine the length he takes to it now. Uh, what he can do. I, I was expecting big things from last week in Boston. It just goes to show you, I mean, if you're not hitting it straight enough to get, you know, at least in that first cut or somewhere in the fairway, uh, all the length in the world isn't going to help you. So, but I, you know, he works hard, and I'm sure he went right back and, and grind all weekend, and, uh, you know, it could be a good place for him this week. So our uh, five guys sitting at the top in order, Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas, Webb Simpson, Daniel Berger, Colin Morikawa. Colin playing in the little match play charity event today um, alongside Kevin Na, Max Homa, and, and Bryson. Uh, his, uh, he and his partner got whipped. I'm not sure if that's good or bad mojo uh, going into tomorrow's first round. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he missed, uh, Colin Morikawa missed the cut last week. Um, you look at those guys, I mean, D DJ, is he going to stay hot? Uh, you know, you got to think he's going to stay somewhere north of hot, right? Um, and Daniel Berger's played great since the restart. You know, there's a lot, lot made of the fact he won't be playing in the Masters in uh, November as well as he's played because that field was frozen. But, um, He's playing great. You know, Morikawa's got to kind of get back on the horse after winning the PGA, then missing a cut. And, um, and JT right now is kind of somewhere in the middle. So, yeah, it's interesting. You know, those guys in the top five want to hold their spots up there going to Atlanta. And uh, those guys just on the cusp of it want to move their way in. What's the, what's the strategy, Babs, at this point? Um, you know, in terms of the points, in terms of – you know, uh, obviously some guys are playing for broke, right? But, um, you know, is it to make sure you get in the tour championship? Yeah. That, first and foremost, yeah, you want to get there. Uh, then you remember we did our – last year was when we did our first uh, net tournament, right, with the guys starting out with a lead and all that. So you right. want to finish as high as you can 
have a lead on the rest of the guys. And, you know, the one thing they did is simplify it. You know, coming down the stretch last week, it was hard to tell who was in, who was out. Was Charlie Hoffman going to be in? You know, all of a sudden, Jason Kokrak makes the uh, eagle. He's in. Charles Howell makes an eagle. But it's just so topsy-turvy. So, at the Tour Championship, they eliminated that. If you win the event, I mean, outside of Thursday, where you start with staggered scores, uh, if you win that event, you win the Tour Championship. You win the FedEx Cup. Uh, so it's huge stakes, you know, 15 million. We've, we've had an abbreviated season for these guys to get points. And uh, so positioning is crucial, right? So um, if you think about a tight finish at East Lake, you don't want to start too far back. So, um, and it just simplified it by, you know, not having two guys on Sunday standing on that last green with trophies. Now we just get the FedEx Cup winner. Yeah, absolutely. We um, all remember when, uh, I think it was Bill Haas, right? Had no clue that he yeah, had won. Right. That he had, he won both, right? He won both. Had no clue. Um, he came up from a ways back. Um, yeah, you had Tiger and Phil standing on the green there together. You had, I remember the year when Xander won. Right. Just Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas was gutted. You know, he just had lost the tournament, but he had to stand out there in the 18th green and smile with the FedEx Cup. So. It was just something a little, little off awkward, with that. right? A little awkward, right? Yeah. So you know, we're used to golf, one winner, one trophy. So uh, let's get it done that and, way. And what a payday! Um, big, big payday. Can you imagine yeah. Colin Morikawa? Uh, you know, going uh, going back to back there and um, raising that big trophy. That would be pretty extraordinary. That'll break some record books. Well, it'd be huge. Yeah, I mean. It'd be huge for sure. I mean, you got Justin Thomas. Look at the year he's had on top for a lot of the year. All the money he's made, he made an extra two million dollars in that Wyndham. Yeah, that and, was a nice you know, little paycheck, and he didn't nice, even nice have little, to show yeah, up. Early, early Christmas bonus, and <laughs> and now you're you're out there playing for fifteen million bucks, uh, winner share. So it is pretty amazing the money they're playing for. They haven't dropped one iota in the purses they played for even though they don't have fans so uh, you know i talked to charles Howell last week he said they just feel very fortunate to be out there doing what they're doing uh and golf's been rolling along pretty nicely and staying pretty healthy and uh they've been a good model for other pro sports yeah absolutely the tour has just done a fantastic job as has jay monahan leading the way for uh, so many of the other major sports organizations. So, Babs, it's that time when I ask that big question. Close your eyes, throw the dart. Who's uh, going to win the BMW this weekend? Well, it's it's tough. you got to either figure Dustin's going to stay red hot, but who knows? I mean, you can go ahead and shoot 80. Uh, so I'm going uh, to go on the other side of the spectrum, a guy who was cold last week to heat up this week. I'll take Bryson in that winner's circle. Ooh, Bryson. Bryson, okay. I like that pick. For some guys, maybe Chicago and the Ryder Cup will uh, have some good vibes. Um, maybe, Ooh, that'll, maybe that'll put a little mojo behind uh, McElroy's game. We'll have to tune in and see. Yeah, maybe a little Ian Poulter. Yeah, who knows? Well, it gets pretty exciting, and tomorrow uh, they will be teeing it up round one. As always, Jeff Babineau, thank you so much. Catch his 
columns on themorningread.com. Take care, Babs. Thanks, OG. We'll see you.